And good afternoon and welcome to it uh, once again. We are here, Employment Law Show, and your phone calls. Look at that. Lines wide open, ready for you to ask your questions. You know how to do that, 604 604- Two eight zero nine eight nine eight would be the way to uh, to call through six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. No questions too small, no questions too silly. Don't be bashful. Bring it on here to serve you over the next hour or so and get some uh, some answers. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. And anytime you want to go there, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the website you want to use. Check that out. A wealth of information on there. It is free. It is uh, anonymous and wrapped up into the uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca website would be the severance pay calculator as well so lots to get through on the show this afternoon you need an employment lawyer when we'll get to some of those talking points if we got time between that and the phone calls we'll uh, get through a few emails as well but as we uh, kick off every show some situations that have come across your desk in the last week or two Lior, what's going on pal Hey, Johnny. Uh, doing great here. Uh, always exciting to be here on Sunday afternoon to talk about employment law. You know, Sunday is a good mm-hmm. time for employment law because you're about to go back to work um, perhaps uh, tomorrow. So you want to face the week knowing your rights, knowing what to do if something happened. Maybe Friday wasn't a good day. Well, let's make Monday a better uh, day by knowing what to do, knowing how to respond. If our boss did something, said something, threatened, uh, told us not to come in, can they do that? Well, what happened now with all the closures, uh, with the numbers uh, increasing with the pandemic, if we're out of a job, if we're laid off temporarily, can that happen? Rights, well, now is the time to ask those questions. These are important mm-hmm. questions. These are difficult times. Well, we are here to answer all these issues and to educate you, despite how bad it is out there with the pandemic. Laws are still here. Laws haven't gone anywhere. Laws are not in uh, self-isolation or anything like that. They're still there to protect you. So by all means, take advantage of the fact that we want to talk to you about those rights. Call us right now on the show. We'll answer questions. Or option B, of course, you can reach me in the office anytime. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about a couple situations Mm -hmm. that uh, came across my desk. I spoke... um, uh, right at the end of the week with a truck driver. Uh, so I, actually, truck drivers call me often with issues surrounding their employment. Well, this particular driver, after 10 years or, or, or so of you know good work record, no problems, he was let go last week for cause. And the reason he was let go, yeah, he did something wrong, absolutely. He got uh, stopped after uh, uh, running a, a stop sign. He got pulled over. He got a ticket. And uh, his, obviously, he did the right thing. He told his employer right away. Uh, they told him to finish his load, come back. And when he came back, they said, we're letting you go. It's a big deal. Uh, you know, you're a driver. We expect you to be safe. So we are letting you go for cause. He did ask him about severance. And I said, absolutely not. No way, no how. You're not getting any severance. So that's when he called me. Of course, he did. And he wanted to know, well, yeah, I, I, I did make a mistake. It was bad. Can't believe I did that. That's on me. No excuse. But do I have any rights vis-a-vis my employer? So here's the thing, John. Clearly, it's not a good thing, whether you're a driver or really anyone else, to run a stop sign, right? Not a good thing, and especially for a driver. But that's not the issue. The issue is whether that's bad enough to be just cause for termination. Well, the answer is it's not. Despite the fact that he did something wrong, no doubt, this is a one-time incident. And otherwise, a 10-year good record, solid record there. It's a mistake. 
it's not something that you know he's been doing regularly. They haven't had problems with him. He he was a bad driver. He made a mistake. He got caught. He'll pay whatever fines are. But that's not just cause to be let go. So remember, certainly for for drivers, you know, if you do make a mistake, even if it's one of those mistakes where you know you you're involved with the police because you got a ticket, well, that doesn't mean you can be let go without severance. You cannot be let go for cause. It's very, very difficult to be let go for cause, and it's not enough to show that you've done something wrong. Same principle, by the way, applies to everyone else, not just the drivers. Even if you've done something wrong, you made a mistake, uh, you, you, you dropped the ball on, on an issue, maybe you said something you shouldn't have said, that does not mean you can be let go for cause. Maybe you could get a warning in some more serious situations, maybe even a suspension, but not a termination for cause. So he was wrongfully dismissed. Absolutely he was. He's potentially owed as much as 12 months pay, a year's pay. That's what I'm going to be working on getting him. But there's an important lesson there for everyone. Making a mistake does not equal termination for cause. And that number, by the way, questions about that or anything else, uh, bring them on here this afternoon, and we're just getting rolling, so you got lots of time. 604-280-9898 is the way to do that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. What else you got going on? So an issue that I've been asked quite a bit over the past number of days, uh, you know, with the rising case numbers uh, in, in BC, across the province, mm-hmm. uh, is, well, you know, I'm starting to feel unsafe, uh, I've been told. You know, I, I don't want to necessarily go to work. I'd rather work from home or not work at all. You know, number, you know, things are not good. Uh, can I stay home? Can my employer make me come into work despite the fact that, you know, things are not going well and despite the fact that I'm feeling unsafe? I've gotten that question quite a few times over the past week, and I wanted to, to talk about that here. This is important for everyone to know. So generally speaking, here's the rule. As long as your employer is taking whatever precautions are necessary in terms of masks, in terms of social distancing, in terms of limiting access to the workplace, as long as your employer is doing that, your employer is able to require you to come in to work. Now, you may feel unsafe, and I get it. You may not want to leave the house or take public transportation or, or be around others. I get that. That's reasonable. But despite that, as long as the employer is taking those precautions, they can require you. And if you don't come in, your employer may be able to consider that to be a resignation. And not only then you could potentially lose your job, you would also not get any other benefits like uh, like EI uh, or any other be- or, or the CRB benefit. So very very important to remember that. Now, a couple of exceptions. Number one is if you have a medical condition. If your doctor says for medical reasons you shouldn't be going to work, too risky, can't do it, well, then your employer has to accommodate you. They have to allow you either to work from home or to take a medical leave, so that's important. If The second option is if you have childcare obligations, maybe there's no childcare available, you have to take care of your child, then your employer has to accommodate that as well. But other than that, you do have to go to work as long as your employer is meeting those obligations. Of course, if they're not meeting those obligations from a safety standpoint, there's other options available to you. But I don't want people just to quit or to stay home thinking that they're allowed to. Please, if you're not sure, call me before you make any decisions. Can the employee uh, call someone in the government uh, to go by just to make sure and have them check out that the employer is doing all the proper things as far as distancing and providing all that stuff? 
So the government's not going to go there just to kind of make sure it's all kosher. But right. if there's a specific issue, if you go in there and you realize, wait a second, they're not socially distancing, they're not allowing masks, or, or, or they're you know, increasing the number of people inside the, the building, at that point, if the company won't fix the problem, yes, you can actually file a complaint and have a government representative come in to determine if the workplace is safe. So not enough to say, well, hey, you go in there and tell me if it's okay, government. You have to actually have a specific issue and a specific complaint. But that is absolutely a possibility if your your employer is not doing what it's supposed to in terms of keeping you safe, the public safe. You can and you should. And by the way, no one should go to work if the workplace is unsafe. Now, I'm not just talking about COVID-19. I'm talking mm-hmm. about any safety issues. Maybe it's a mach- uh, machine that's unsafe. Never go to work if it's unsafe. You have a right to refuse unsafe work. And welcome back. It is uh, 417. Still plenty of time for you to uh, have your say, ask your questions, get some answers. Call the show 604-280-9898 is the number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, the email address we always use. And uh, by the way, if you want to reach out for more of a uh, private, uh, lengthy conversation with Lior or a member of the team when we're not doing the show this hour on a Sunday, 604-283-3123 is the uh, easiest way to do that. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, You need an employment lawyer when? This is a lengthy list, but these are all extremely important, so I want to get right down to it. And uh, the first one is this. Well, I mean, you've been let go. How about that one? Kind of general, but it's true. It is true, and you know, people do often ask me, you know, when should I be calling you, Lior? You know, when do I know if there's an issue that I need help with? So we we've taken uh, what I've taken, you know, those situation, main situations where it's really important to get some legal advice, and we've put it that put it into this list. So that's what we're going to be going over, and the top one, the main one, the first one we're going to talk about is when you have been let go. Almost without exception, in fact, without exception, if you lost your job, if you've been let go, laid off, terminated, whatever the term you want to use, you have to get legal advice because chances are, in fact, not chance, you know, if it was 51%, I would say chances are, but we're talking 90 plus percent, then you're owed a lot more than what your your employers actually offered you. Mm-hmm. So most people, when they're let go, even if they have a great relationship with the company, even if they work for the best employer, most em- employees are actually wrongfully dismissed. And you're wrongfully dismissed because of the fact that when you're let go, chances are the company's offered you a lot less severance than what you are owed. That's what a wrongful dismissal is. And you may ex- you may think that's okay because, well, you know, a week per year they gave me or they offered yeah. me maybe even a bit more. That doesn't sound too bad. Guess what? That's wrong. Most employees are owed significantly more than that. You may have worked for a company for two or three years and could be owed six months pay or more. Or you've been working for a company for 18 years, you could be owed, uh, owed two years pay. So very important to get that advice. Uh, every single week I get emails and I get calls from individuals that didn't realize this and were let go, accepted whatever their employer offered them, then, after the fact, realized they were owed three, four, five times more and mm-hmm. then they call me, and unfortunately, I can't help you at that point. So please, 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 do yourself a favor. If you lost your job, you have to make the call. Get some advice. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If you have to, go on Google and find another employment lawyer. If you don't like me, that's okay. But you have to get legal advice if you lost your job. Full stop. 
Again, 604-280-9898. Don't be bashful. Bring it on. Phone lines are wide open, ready for your calls here on the uh, on the air during the remainder of the show. You need an employment lawyer when the employer is kind of slowly building up a case against you. How do they do that? With bad performance reviews. So sometimes you may get that, that spidey sense tingling. Wait a second. I think this company's trying to push me out. I think this company is trying to either make me quit or trying to find reason to maybe let me go for cause. And, and how do you get that sense? Well, you get that sense when all of a sudden nothing that the, that you can, nothing that you do is right. Uh, you can't do anything right, and every mistake or every little tiny issue that that uh, comes up, you get told about, you get written up about, hmm. uh, you know, you get warned about, and that usually is a good indication that the company is trying to build up a case. The company is trying to write things down to create that case that at some point they'll say, look at all these things we have. Now we can let you go for cause. Goodbye. And by the way, because we have cause, we don't have to pay you severance. So usually that you'll start seeing negative performance reviews. You'll see being put on a performance improvement plan. You'll get these written warnings. Company will start documenting things uh, or, or at least pretend to. So if you find that the company is doing that, you can't just sit idly by and hope that it's going to work out. It's not going to work out if you don't do anything about it. So we need to have a plan in place as to how to respond, which is why I always say if your company is building a case against you, you have to get some legal advice. Let's talk about how to respond to the company, what to say, how to build the case of our own, how to make sure that, number one, hopefully we can avoid you losing your job, number one, but if we can't avoid you losing your job, at least we will be in a terrific position to establish that that's not just cause, that that's a wrongful dismissal, and get you compensation. Sitting idly by when the company is building a case against you, terrible idea, very, very bad outcomes for sure. Is this would that be the case? You know, we we've had calls about this too. Someone's been working at a place for twenty, twenty five years, brilliant record, no problem. All of a sudden, now they can't turn a corner without doing something wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And you, you you'll especially notice that if up until now, hey, everything was fine, there was no issues. Now you're doing kind of the same things you've always done, but all of a sudden now it's wrong. Now yeah. it's it's no unacceptable. Uh, sometimes it can just happen out of the blue. Oftentimes it may happen if a new manager or an owner or a boss comes uh, you know, onto the scene. Well, either way, if you're in that situation, it, it, there's a reason for it. And the reason is often, yeah. yeah, we're trying to build the case and either trying to push you out or perhaps to, to build a, the situation where they can let you go for cause. So let's be smart about it, uh, ignoring it, hoping that it's going to go away. I assure you that just does not work. We're talking about times you need an employment lawyer when to make that phone call. By the way, if you have your own questions right here, 604-280-9898 is the number to call in. This one, you can't stress the the importance of this one. That is, you've been offered a new employment agreement uh, to sign, especially if you're already working there. You're midstream, mid-employment, right? Yeah. So, you know, here's a scenario. You've been working for this employer for a number of years, uh, and, you know, you, you show up to work. And the company says, we need you to sign a new employment agreement. Here's the document. Or maybe it gets emailed to you. Uh, I've been seeing that, by the way, John, now, often during COVID-19, where the company says, we're going to bring you back from a layoff, but you have to sign this new agreement or just, you know, coming up with a new agreement out of the blue. In all those situations that I've just mentioned, that's bad news. There isn't a situation 
where your employer wants you to sign a new a new agreement and that's a good thing for you that that's good news for you no an employment agreement the reason your employer wants you to sign it is because it's better for the employer now for the employer that's a great thing for sure no no in fact if if i'm advising employers i'll say yeah you do that but for an employee not a good idea let me tell you why let me give you some examples it may limit your future severance as just one example that means you sign the agreement let's say six months later you're let go well now potentially instead of two years severance you could be limited to eight weeks severance why because that agreement you signed six months earlier limits your severance entitlements that employment agreement could potentially also allow the company to change your job your hours of work your compensation your responsibilities your work location to lay you off temporarily all those things and more it can do and the reason why your employer is asking you to sign it's because they realize wait a second we can get all these rights all we have to do is get the employee to sign a new employment agreement so number one you don't want to sign that employment agreement uh, number two is mm-hmm. let's let's look at it if your employer is insisting and threatening and pushing for you to sign an agreement you need to get some advice I want you to send me a copy of the agreement we can go over it together we can talk about what's good and what's not good and how to respond in many situations we may decide to tell the employer absolutely not no way am I signing this agreement uh, and that may be a heck of a lot better than signing it and then realizing that you shouldn't have so if you're now being told and being offered a new employment agreement get that advice get it now very important that you do that even if they even if you do make the mistake of signing it and uh, you don't know better do they not have to give you something for signing it so strictly speaking yeah if your employer wants you if you're you know midstream you're already an employee and the yeah. company wants you to sign a new employment agreement they have to give you something in return for signing uh, they can't just say sign here so that could be a signing bonus a one-time signing bonus it can be a pay increase it can be extra vacation uh, whatever it is they can they have to do that in order to make it enforceable but here's the thing don't ever sign the agreement thinking well later on I'll be able to say that it's not enforceable not a good idea but if you ended up signing an agreement we still may be able to get around it if you didn't get anything in return for signing uh, the number six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. That is how you uh, you chime in and ask your questions. We'll do exactly that. Uh, get to, to Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for standing by. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, good. Hi, gentlemen. Uh, my daughter worked at a pretty good restaurant downtown, and uh, because of the COVID thing, they've basically cut down her shifts completely. Uh, is she entitled to anything, or she should she be asking for a record of layoff, or what's the story there? So, Jimmy, uh, some info. How long has your daughter worked there for? She's worked for the company for more than two years at our, another location, and then this particular location, she worked there for about six months, I think. So, total about two and a half months. Uh, two and a half years, I should say. Correct, for the company, yes. Right, for the company. So, yes, obviously, if she's essentially now not getting shifts, she can treat this. In fact, I think she must treat this as a termination of her employment. Now, not only should she be getting a record of employment, they owe her severance. Potentially about three months' pay is what they owe her. So, yeah, uh, the chances are, though, Jimmy, that they're not going to give her that three months' pay. They'll give her a record of employment. 
but they won't give her the three months pay. For that, she needs help. She needs to, to speak with someone like myself or my team so that we can help her get the severance that she's owed. But yeah, she's been terminated. If she's not being scheduled, given hours of work, yeah, she's been terminated. She's owed severance. Uh, even if it's a part-time job, she absolutely is owed severance. So she should make that call as soon as possible. And hey, welcome back. It is uh, 4.33. Still plenty of time for you to call through and uh, ask your questions here on air with Lior and get to, get some answers. 604-280-9898. 604-280-9898. Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And anytime you want to reach out after the show to Lior and a member of the uh, of the firm, his team, no problem. That number, 604 283 3123 would be the uh, the way to do that. Lots more to go here under the banner of you need an employment lawyer when. Here's another one, same with uh, signing stuff off. The employer has changed the terms of your employment. A lot of this has been going on, Lior, uh, during, the, during the pandemic for sure. John, uh, we started the show about 35 minutes ago. We got on air. In those 35 minutes, I got two emails already from people talking or asking about changing to their changes to their job. This is a huge issue. It's always been a huge issue. It's bigger than ever now during COVID-19 in that uh, you may see some companies because of COVID-19 and for good reason, uh, wanting to make changes, reduce hours, reduce pay, change shifts. Now, despite COVID-19, despite what's been going on with this pandemic, an employer does not have the legal right to do that. An employer does not have the ability to make unilateral significant changes to terms of employment salary reductions uh you know changes to shifts uh making full-time into part-time etc they can't do that meaning if you're ever in that situation you're considered or you have the right to consider it as a constructive dismissal but the reason why i say you have to get legal advice is you can't wait on this if you continue working if you say nothing if you pretend like it's all okay you're considered to have accepted it Instead, we need to speak. You need to find time to uh, get some proper advice so that you can deal with it, so that you can uh, properly preserve your rights. Your rights can go away if you don't stick up for them. So when your employer changes terms of employment, whether it's COVID-19 related or not, you have to get that advice and you have to get it right away. And we always like to get to our uh, our phone calls and we'll get to Bob here right now. Hey, Bob, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you guys? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Yeah, just recently, uh, a few days ago, I came to work and one of the co-workers was let go. And we're all surprised because uh, apparently he's got 26 years seniority, the nicest guy in the world, wouldn't hurt a fly. And he made a, a mistake, apparently he forgot some parts and was doing a delivery and uh, all of a sudden he's let go. I don't really get into it, but seems pretty minor to me you know he didn't didn't have a car accident didn't have a you know didn't come in later you know a lot of people make mistakes you know sometimes and stressed out and stuff like that so seems pretty stupid to be let go i'd say now especially for the amount of seniority it's it's almost you know unheard of i would think well, you know, the, the unfortunate thing, it, it's, it's illegal completely, but it's not unheard of uh, in the sense that employers often get this wrong. But, Bob, is this a unionized job? No, no, no. Okay. There's no union. Okay. So here's the thing. If it's, it is a minor thing, even if it's kind of a, 
a semi-major thing, they're not allowed to let him go without compensation, certainly not after 26 years. For them to be able to let him go without compensation, they would have to show that he did some something pretty darn nasty, that it was you know the equivalent of fraud or, or theft or you know something like that for them to be able to let him go without compensation. And when I say compensation for him, after 26 years, I think you said, he's easily going to be owed two years' pay, 24 months' pay. So that's what his employer owes him. Now, Bob, do you still have contact with this guy? I'm trying to get his phone number, actually. So I, I, I think I he, I'll try to get a hold of him. I think it's uh, unfair. Yeah, well, it's unfair, but it's also illegal. So you need to get him to, to give me a call if you can, because there's a lot at stake here. We may not be able to get him his job back, but we definitely are going to be able to get him the severance that he's owed, about two years' pay. John, this is exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, yeah. that it's not enough to show that someone made a mistake. People make mistakes, and maybe it's not good. Okay, I get it completely. But that does not mean you can be let go without compensation, without severance, especially not after 26 years. So, yeah, this guy has been wrongfully dismissed based on uh, what Bob said. Well, I mean, like you said, it's, uh, you know, letting someone go, is, uh, as you often call it, the death penalty of the employment relationship. I mean, it's got to be the worst of the worst. That's what it's held up for, right? Yeah, it's the death penalty. It's the, the life sentence, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, who gets death penalty? Who gets life in prison? The worst offenders. Those offenders that are so bad that we can never conceive having on the street again. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's the same thing with a termination for cause. The only one that can be terminated for cause is an employee that's so bad that it's impossible to continue employing them. Anything short of that is not a termination for cause, meaning the employee has to get paid their full severance. Oh, and by the way, John, it doesn't mean that the employer can get a discount. It's not a situation where you did something wrong, so we're just going to pay you half the severance. Uh Uh-uh, no way. You either get your full severance or you get none of it if there is cause. You want to uh, call through, Bob? We'd love to have you uh, get more information. You probably sound like you're going to want it anyway. 604-283-3123. 604-283-3123 is the number to reach Leor and his team uh, when we're not on air, by the way. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. The phone call still got lots of time. Pick up a phone, make a call, 604-280-9898. In the meantime, you need an employment lawyer when... Your employer won't let you come back from disability or won't accommodate medical restrictions. Sure, and this is something, gosh, that I've been seeing a lot. I've been seeing it even more now during COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, those employees that have a medical condition that, uh, and it doesn't have to be COVID-19 related, but if you need to be off work for medical reasons, if you have your doctor's backup, you can be off work as long as as needed. Your employer can't intervene, demand more uh, information if the information is already clear, demand that you see another doctor, demand you come back to work contrary to your doctor's advice. Your employer can't also pretend to be a doctor and say, yeah, no, we don't really agree with your doctor. Like, that's absurd, right? So your doctor gets to decide. And the flip side or the, the, the corollary of that is that if you are able to come back to work but you have limitations, your employer has to accommodate, even if it's not easy. They have to find a way to accommodate if you need modified hours or modified duties. Now, if your employer doesn't do any of those things that I've just mentioned, if there's even one of those things your employer doesn't do, you have to get that legal advice. Because we can deal with that. We can either remind your employer 
by the way, employer, you probably didn't mean it when you said you're not going to do it, right? Because here's your obligation. Uh, so oftentimes that can fix the problem and, and allow everything to continue the way it should. Or if we need to, we can deal with that and, and, and get the compensation that the employees owed, deal with it as a human rights matter, deal with it as a wrongful dismissal. So when it comes to accommodation, when it comes to disability, when it comes to being off work, if your employer won't cooperate, threatens, is not helpful, doesn't want to bring you back, doesn't want you to go off, whatever it is surrounding your disability, you have to get advice. I wouldn't sit on it. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't hope for the best. You have to get advice. And as always, the uh, the employer is not allowed to ask diagnosis, correct? Hey, I know you're going to be off, but uh, Lior, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you going to be here? That type of thing, right? You know, I, we, we say that often, but we don't just say that because it's something to say. I see it so many times. Uh, I see it too often, in fact, where yeah. an employer is yeah. asking more information. Well, we don't we don't see in the note that says what's your condition, so... <laughs> Go back to your doctor and have them write to us, tell us what your medical issue is. What's the problem? Why can't you work for medical reasons? Uh-uh, can't do that. Does not matter. It's a privacy issue. Doesn't matter if you're suffering from depression or anxiety, a bad back or uh, a bad ankle. Okay, what matters is can you work? And if you cannot, that's it. As long as your doctor says you cannot, that's fine. Your employer cannot ask for diagnosis. On the flip side, of course, they can ask for prognosis. How long do you expect to be off? What kind of accommodation do you need? Those are legitimate questions, absolutely. So diagnosis, no. Prognosis, yes. Thanks for uh, for sticking around. You still got time to make that contact. Ask a simple question. Get a uh, a good answer. 604-280-9898 is the way to do that here for the remainder of the show. It is uh, 4.45. You still got lots of time. That in the email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We were talking about and getting through our list of uh, the times you need an employment lawyer. This one, it's under the banner of don't mess with mama or data. That is, you are pregnant or had a baby and your employer does, well, pretty much anything to you at that point, right? Yeah, and you know, end of uh, 2020 and we still have to talk about that, unfortunately, <laughs> and you know, and something tells me we'll have to talk about that at the end of 2021 as well. But the reality is these issues do come up, and the law could not be clearer when it comes to these things. If you are about to take a parental leave or are coming back from a parental leave, your employer can't do anything to you. I don't know how much simpler it can be. Meaning, you, you can't be punished or threatened or you know pushed out under some other uh, excuse if you're taking a leave your employer can't decide to not to bring you back or to bring someone uh, or to keep someone else instead of you or to change your job none of that can happen that's a, a breach of the employment standards act it's a breach of the uh, human uh, human rights laws it's not something an employer can do and there's really no exceptions there's no gray areas you just can't do it and that's why if your employer does one of those things, you, you're feeling that they're, they're not happy about you uh, going on a leave or they don't want you back, they're, they're telling you we don't have a job or you don't, that's not true, you, gotta, you have to get advice. Uh, you, yeah. you have to because these are serious issues. The law provides a lot of options, a lot of remedies in these situations. So if you're a, a father, a mother, taking a leave, coming back from a leave, you have rights, a lot of rights, more rights than in most other situations. Uh, and you have to get advice as soon as possible. 
Reaching out, by the way, 604-283-3123. That's how you give uh, Lior a call and get a member of his team on the uh, on the job as well. 604-283-3123. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. You need an employment lawyer when you're not getting paid overtime. That's never good. No, uh, of course not. And, you know, overtime is something that uh, em- employers often get wrong. And, you know, overtime has to be paid time and a half, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. Uh, whether you're you're a full-time employee, whether you're part-time, but you're still working extra hours, work, whether you're on salary or hourly, you have to get paid overtime. And, and it goes beyond that. Even in a situation where the overtime wasn't approved, but you uh, actually had to work it in order to get the job done, your employer has to pay you that overtime. If you, you're not getting paid, you don't want to be in that situation. Uh, you got to get some advice. Oftentimes, I can either help you or point you to other resources that are available to you, but overtime has to be paid. And, you know, especially these days, I've spoken with a lot of people where they're going back to work. They're working, but others have been let go or, or have been, uh, you know, remained on layoffs. So they have more work to do now. Uh, I'm doing the job of two or three people, so I'm working extra hours. Fine, okay. But if you work overtime, you have to get paid overtime. Uh, and same applies to salaried employees. There's always this, been this misconception that somehow overtime is only for hourly employees. That's wrong. You have to get paid even if you're on salary. Again, the number is 604 9898 if you got something to say with the uh, the remainder of the show we'd love to love to talk to you you need an employment lawyer when you're being harassed by a boss or a co-worker you don't want to let that fester either right you don't want to let that fester but you don't want to let it fester for different reasons it's not even about preserving your rights it's more about preserving your health your sanity if you're gonna be, if you're mistreated harassed bullied in the workplace I've seen it happen many times where if things are not dealt with they get worse you have to go off on a disability leave you have to go off on a, on a stress leave. Don't let that happen to you. The law makes it clear that, number one, you have a right uh, to a harassment-free work environment. You have a right to work in a healthy and supportive, supportive work environment. And if that's not the case, if you are being harassed, your employer has the obligation to, to deal with it, to investigate and fix the problem. And again, if your employer drops the ball on that, there's consequences for the employer. So please, you got to get some advice. Oftentimes, you can come up with a plan as to how to deal with the employer, maybe uh, who to approach, how to approach the employer, or if there's no no one to approach there, or if you've tried and, and it hasn't worked, we can talk about how to get you out of there with compensation so that you don't have to continue in that uh, poisoned environment. So very, very important. Workplace harassment, not acceptable, bullying, whatever word you want to use, get some advice and get it quickly. That's a lot of people are going to be thinking, right, saying, okay, I get what you're saying, but the person who I'm supposed to report to about this this bullying, this harassment, is actually the person doing the bullying and the harassment. What do we do then? Yeah, not every company has HR. Or maybe it's the HR manager that's not treating you well. Or maybe it's actually the owner of the company that's not treating you well. So, you know, what's HR going to do when it's the owner of the company? I get it. So in all those situations, if there isn't a way to deal with the harassment internally, then we have to deal with it externally, meaning it's time to get you out of there. It's time to let the law do what it does, which is to get you compensation because you're not leaving because you want to. You're not leaving because you decided to go take another job. You're leaving 
because you're not treated properly. You're leaving because you've had enough of being harassed and bullied and mistreated. So if you can't deal with it internally, let's deal with it externally. But don't sit on that. Don't wait. It's not going to get better on its own. It may be time to say, enough is enough. I'm going to leave, get what I'm owed, and move on. Again, reaching out when the show's not on the air. Real simple, 604-283-3123. That's how you get a hold of the OR uh, outside of the hour of this show on Sundays. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the, uh, the email address. We'll get to one more of these. Under the banner of you need an employment lawyer when you are worried about whether you're allowed to work for a competitor. How about that one? So non-competition agreements or non-competition mm-hmm. obligations, uh, a lot of people have seen them. A lot of people have them in their employment agreement. So think about it. You signed an agreement that says if you leave us for any reason, you can't work for a competitor for, I don't know, a year, a year two years, whatever it is. But you want to work for a competitor. Maybe you've been in the same industry your whole life. So what are you going to do? Not work in the industry for two years? Uh, well, what does that mean? And can they hold it against you? So we have to always discuss these issues. Here's kind of a general a general outline of the situation. In most cases, a non-competition obligation is not enforceable. Our courts have said that they don't like things that prevent a person from earning a living. So we're not going to enforce them. But, and this is the big one, it doesn't stop your former employer from trying to enforce it, meaning they'll start legal action against you. They'll sue you. And yes, you will eventually win that lawsuit two years later and tens of thousands of legal fees later. Uh, So not something that you want to get involved in if you can avoid it. The better approach is number one. If you are going to work for a competitor despite a non-competition obligation, Let's talk about that. Let's first understand if it's enforceable. Get that advice. Oftentimes, we may be able to negotiate with your employer to, to get you out of there. And, and, and let me give, give you an example how I uh, often do that. Okay. If your company let you go, all right, and they're, they owe you severance, but you want to go work for a competitor. Well, sometimes what I may say is, say, hey, company, you owe this person 18-month severance. Tell you what we'll do. We'll accept 12-month severance but you got to release him from his non-compete so that he can work wherever wherever he wants. So we'll give you a bit of a break on the severance, and you're not going to stand in his way to work for a competitor. So we can negotiate those things. So rather than just ignore a non-compete, go work for a competitor, and then maybe have to face a lawsuit, get advice so that we can deal with it properly. How about the cousin of the non-compete? That would be the non-solicitation order. How about that one? Yeah, that's a much better-looking uh, cousin. Uh, yeah, so, that's right. So a non-solicitation obligation simply says that if you leave your employer, you can't go after their customers or, or, or clients for a period of time. Now, unlike a non-compete, the non-solicitation obligation is enforceable in most cases. Meaning, if you said that you're not going to go after competitor after uh, uh, clients for two years, if you sign an agreement that says that, usually an employer employer can actually use that or or, or force. Uh, enforce that but right. you know we can also deal with that as well in some situations you can still work for other for, for your former clients you just don't solicit them you let them know where you are and they come to you and then you're not soliciting them so it's very important to get advice before you you think you do something that may end up breaching an employment agreement let's you know be smart get advice first before you take any action 
Let's wrap this up with a quick email. Uh, this one's from Beth. Says, uh, Leor, my husband works in construction. He has never been laid off in 10 years, but his employer just gave him a notice of layoff saying he may be called back to work in May. What can he do? Well, there's another misconception. We talk a lot about on the show about misconceptions, and one of those misconceptions is that construction employees don't really have rights or that yep. the employer can just lay them off temporarily and there's nothing they can do. They don't get severance. That is all wrong. All of that is wrong. Construction employees have, for the most part, the same rights as every other employee. Now, if you're in a seasonal type of job where you're laid off always in the winter and you come back in the spring, that's okay because that's the nature of your job. But if he hasn't been laid off for 10 years, clearly that's not the case for him, meaning now this layoff is actually illegal. He can treat this layoff as a termination and get severance after 10 years, potentially as much as a year's pay is what he'd be owed in terms of severance. So no, even a construction employee can treat a layoff as a termination. Even a, a, a construction employee gets severance. Same factors apply. So please don't assume, like many people do, that when it comes to construction, there's no rights. No, the opposite is true. You have the same rights as everyone else.